This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and lover of bread, Jake Bockelman. What? I like bread. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. It is On the Block with Stricken Bach here on a Wednesday on 93.7 The Ticket. My name is Jake Buckman. I am back in studio and now reaching out to Eric Strickland with his Husker hat on and his Husker shirt on, representing the Big Red, which is a good day to do it, of course, because we've got Bruce Chubbick coming on at 525. Uh, how's it going today, Strick? Wonderful, wonderful day. It was uh, quite nice. Dang near 77 out here today, so I... <laughs> I'm a little vibrant. I, I love when I see some sun. You know what I mean? That's when I get that's when I get real, you know, just getting my swag. Yeah. My swag be on when I, when the sun is out. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was a good day, man. How was your day today? Oh, not too JB? bad. Yeah, not too bad. Just uh un- unfortunately not as nice here in Lincoln. Um uh, so a little bit cold. So I, I, unlike you, in between the, like the car ride and stuff, I'm just shivering and and, and just <laughs> wanting to get inside. But uh, once you get inside, it's not a bad day. Um, not as uh, not as much of a newsworthy day. It seems like uh, with the portal and all that stuff, um, it's just been we've been flooded with news uh, several several times over the last couple of weeks. Um, not so busy today. A few things going on there, but nothing huge for Nebraska. So, um, but I did think that there was a really great interview from Husker Online for new quarterback Casey Thompson uh and and you can go check that out obviously go to Husker online we um uh have those guys on the show from from time to time but it really just kind of uh, you know there's a lot of tidbits in there like I said I'd, I'd encourage you to go check it out if you talk to Adrian Martinez you talk to Tim Beck it was just kind of all over the place um so it was it was very cool um but a, a few things that that kind of jump out to you in that interview or at least jumped out to me the the, the biggest one um uh, was that Casey Thompson was really liked the aspect of Whipple's offense um um, the fact that they were they like to air it out. Uh, he mentioned how last year they had a game where they threw 55, 60 times, and, and the lowest that they ever threw the ball was 28 times. Um, and, you know, he's a guy, in, uh, Casey Thompson, that said his goal is to beat his record of seven touchdowns, uh, against which he had against Kansas in one game, so he wants to throw eight. I mean, so... I think altogether, just listening to him in that interview and, and kind of what he was thinking, uh, talking over from Whipple, is that he expects Nebraska to fling the ball around. And I think the wide receivers are some of the best, you know, the group, uh, one of the best groups on the team. Um, obviously, you're going to need some protection from that offensive line. Um, but I think it's something that we we've been kind of hesitant to buy into. A lot of Husker fans have in the Midwest, in the Big Ten West, where teams are usually winning. Uh, the teams that are winning, I should say, are throwing the ball like 15 times a game and relying on a, on a power running game and some defense there. Um, maybe we should have known uh, 
that this was, and I don't know if this is the case for sure, but it sounds like that's what they sold Casey Thompson is on. And maybe we should have known that was the case, given the fact that they uh, were looking at the offensive coordinators that they were. I mean, some pass-happy type of coordinators. Do you think that that's something that can, can work for this team? And do you think that that's something that can work in the long run at Nebraska, if that's the, the way they decide to go? Well, there was something that you said that was <laughs> was pretty noteworthy in that they're gonna they're gonna you know look to chuck it around a little bit. I think that uh, there's a difference between what Nebraska <clears throat> offenses in the past have been able to to uh, do with Adrian is that Adrian's progression, his progression was um, a lot better. He got somewhat better. Um, I think he he didn't read as much. And so that cost him a little pro. So when, when, when he got into some trouble, he got into his feet. And um, I think in listening to what Casey Thompson is saying that, you know, having the mindset of wanting to throw eight touchdowns that in itself shows that he's willing to stick in the pocket and understand and progress through his reads, which would go from whoever his receiver is to who's next to dump off. And then, if, you know, obviously you don't have that much time, you know, but he'll be able to progress through those reads pretty, pretty, you know, pretty quickly and then make a make a decision. That's what it sounds like he wants to do. So when we look at, you know, that behind, you know, Whipple's play calling with Pickett, you know, there was tremendous development. I think that's why you look at Chubba Purdy, probably a long term uh, option. And you look at more of a, a, a more mature uh, guy and Casey Thompson coming in. You know, the Pitt's offense was, you know, the best in the ACC at scoring um, as they averaged 43 points a game in 2021. So Whipple's offense, you know, has continuously improved from his arrival there. So in 2019, in 2019, you know, his first season with the with the Panther, Panthers, they, they only averaged 21 points a game, which was second to last. It isn't even that the Husker offense has a problem moving the ball. That wasn't their problem. I think most of their problem came when they got into the red zone. And we're unable to to score or there just was problems there finishing. And I think that's where Whipple comes in. So when we look at Whipple's three offensive, um, you know, terms there at Pitt, you know, there was steadily improvement in in statistical categories such as yards per point and points per play. So in the points per play department, they went from 112 at 17.5 in 219 to 60th at 14.1 into 20 to 11th at 12.1. So that was a huge progression. Whereas when you look at Nebraska's, you know, statistics throughout those same seasons, they went from 74th at 14.9 in 219 to 114th, which is a drop off at 16.9 to 220, which then stayed kind of in that same range at 111th. So in points per play, Whipple's offenses also went from 112 uh, point um, 28, uh, you know, basically 28 percent to 90th at 34 percent. And then in uh, uh, 220 to 16th. So we've seen progression in, in the positive direction. And that's what we're hoping in Nebraska, who finished at 69th, 171st. So we're hoping that they will be able to um, use those numbers to be able to push numbers into the victory column, whereas they weren't able to finish games. Now they're hopefully able to take those, 
those those statistics and turn them into victories. And that's what we're hoping, you know, coming into this Whipple era. Yeah, it, it's interesting. It's it just, it, you know, it's it's going to be a different approach, I think. And you do have, you know, like you said, um, there are certain metrics that would say that, that Scott Frost's offense did pretty well here at times. I mean, two years ago, like the 2020 season, there, there's not many metrics that would say that. Um, but, uh, you know, especially last year where, you know, total yards, stuff like that, they're one of the top offenses in the Big Ten. They just couldn't convert those to points. So it, I'm, I'm kind of fearful and, and kind of thought all along that I don't know if you need an overhaul on offense. I think that maybe you just need some adjustments. I think they went with the overhaul approach, and I, you know, I don't know how much they're going to blend those offenses. Um, for what it's worth, uh, we did hear from Thompson, Casey Thompson, in that an interview with Husker Online too, say um, try to stick up for himself as a runner a bit too, saying that he's he's ran the option before when he was a kid. That's how he kind of grew up playing quarterback, and and you know he was once. Well, his dad him. definitely did it. Oh well. yeah. And he's labeled. <laughs> no. He's been labeled a dual threat quarterback coming out of high school. So I mean, it's almost like he he has passed himself out of that a little bit because of the numbers <laughs> that he's been able to put up at Texas. And of course, they just didn't use him quite as much in the ground game. So you kind of wonder: Are they going to do that a little bit more? And I hope they do. I, th- I hope that they blend the ideas a little bit more because I, I, you know, I. I don't care how you do, you know, how you do it. I should say just win the games. Like, I think we're all at that point. Right. But I'm just not sure that long term um, flinging the ball around 40 times a game is the most sustainable way to win in the Big Ten West. Purdue kind of does that. They they and and they've and they've won. Uh, obviously, had one of their better seasons last year at nine and four. So it's not impossible. It's just not really the recipe or the blueprint that has worked for the teams in the Big Ten West. Uh, and and that fear, I guess, is just is it is confounded by the fact that that this staff already kind of had their hard hit you know hard headed ways with the ways of the Big Ten in the Big Ten West, where you know we all know the, the first press conference when Scott Frost said. Um, you know, we're hoping they have to adjust to us. Well, in the end, who won that battle? The Big Ten or Scott Frost? The, the Big Ten did. And Mark Whipple has a lot of stuff that you love on his resume and coming off his best year as an offensive coordinator. Um, but one thing that he doesn't have is experience in the Big Ten. So I hope that that's not overlooked uh, while they're trying to transition this thing. And we kind of go through the same thing round two uh, with the new offensive coordinator. Well, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think they will sit down and hash it out. I mean, that has been the question. What will it resemble? Will it resemble Frost attack with elements of Whipple or will it, you know, look a little bit, you know, like Whipples with elements of Frost? But I think there'll be a combination of both. I don't think they would have brought Applewhite in. I don't think they would have been, you know, attacking the, the portal the way they were with running backs if they didn't have a plan to do so. I mean, so I, I think there'll be a combination of those things. I think when you look at Whipple's offense, you know, in, in, in 219, you know, they averaged 380 yards uh, uh, passing yards per game um, with 6.6 yards per attempt, whereas they only rushed, you know, 118 at 3.5 per carry. Those averages remain kind of the same in, in some, in, you know, in some semblance of that. But in 2021, you know, they were able to, you know, pass and it, it actually wasn't as we're speaking. It wasn't just super pass heavy in that when they first came, it was more pass heavy than when he ended even with the success that Pickett had. So, you know, even on the last time there, it, it was 350 passing yards with 8.7 per play, which was 16th in the nation, but their rushing was 152. You know what I'm saying? So it, it actually increased. So I don't think it's it's what we in our minds are triggered just to sling it around everywhere because we show that, you know, in 2021, 
he actually increased in their rushing game, you know, as well uh, from when he started and he came in with the, with, with a pass happy style of, of offense. So I, I don't think that'll be the case. I also think something to take a look at is when you look at the, the, the combinations of what quarterbacks you got, I think, I, I, I don't think Casey Thompson actually fits a picket mode. It's kind of crazy when you look at it because the, the physicality of the mode of which, which picket, you know, looks, I mean, which is similar to Pickett is where you have Heinrich Harburg, who is 6'5", 200 pounds. He has a similar, you know, kind of makeup to what Pickett was and that he has a strong arm. He's athletic. He'll he'll break the pocket and, and look to run if needed and necessary. You also have that same thing in Richard Torres. They're, they're, they're the ones that have the similar, you know, type that Pickett was, whereas I think, you know, um, you know Smothers is probably the outlier. And then you have you know, Casey Thompson, who both have the ability above average arms and, and the same thing with Purdy. So, uh, but probably can run a little bit more. So it's, it's, they've got, I think they've got some pieces that would fit the puzzle of what they're trying to accomplish and what they would like to do. The only thing that, 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 you know, when we look at those other guys and Harburg and, and, and Torres, who's coming off an injury as well, you know, um, trying to rehab that to get back on, on, on board. But, they're they're just inexperienced. So that's where you have the issue. You have the issues of inexperience from the top three and then, you know, or the top four and then, uh, well, yeah, top three. And then, you know, Casey Thompson is probably the most experienced of, of, of having that look. So that's why you're looking to him initially. But again, there is going to be a quarterback fight. They're they're going to be battling. It's not going to it's not anybody's to walk in that room. Uh, So it's who's going to show up and show out. That's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, and you wonder too because uh, you know at times I think um, the, the the thought is if you have quarterback number one in the room, um, you're going to stick with him. And when we obviously saw that through the struggles uh, last year um, with Adrian Martinez, they they stuck with him. Whereas the previous year they went to Luke McCaffrey to try to get a spark going. Um, I I like the competition aspect where you can't have a four interception game, or you know that you'll head over to the sidelines, and it might not be that you're going to be there for um you know the next game or the next few games or whatever but it's really not up to you once you get benched it's up to the guy that goes in there and and if he can if he can really turn it on and and provide a spark then again i mean you can lose your job on on any time that you go to the sidelines so um well also the good thing about that too man is that you know you're not losing any of those two initially right they have no means by which to leave so you know you've got purdy you know you've got thompson so you know you've got yeah. two solid ones right the only ones that have the options to leave are, are torres Har- uh, harburg and maybe uh uh some others yeah <laughs> so so you know you've got two you know in the room which before there was you know probably question as who's going to fill that void and, and 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 make a difference in what what they do i don't think we had any semblance of that in the recent past, you pretty much knew it was going to have to be Adrian Martinez because the options were very limited you know, yeah. behind there. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that'll be interesting all year long is, is, is are the, is the guy, whoever the starter is. And like we said, we project Casey Thompson, but it could be any of these guys once the spring battle gets going and, and, you know, bleeds over into fall. Um, how much are they looking over their shoulder? How much do they um, know that the guy behind them is going to push them and, and, and is pl- pushing for playing time and trying to get their job? Um, I, I think that that'll be, that will be very healthy. Um, 
you know, just kind of comparing it to the past, and I've heard Jay Foreman kind of say this before, once you get to the NFL or once you get to the NBA, um, it, they're not so easy on you as far as the, the promises and, and your starting job and stuff like that. They're drafting a guy every year to replace you, and you have Big to facts. beat them out. So at some point, um, you know, we I, I, a lot of people are are, are – kind of speculating, well, what does Logan Smothers think of all this? I mean, he's got to feel bad, but at at some point, if you want to do this for a living or, you know, this isn't everybody gets to play, you know, peewee football anymore. This is competition. You've you've got to grow up. If you're going to be the starter at Nebraska, you better earn it. It just can't be handed to you. That's exactly right. You know, I I, I reference back to um, um, Harris, Harrison, Harrison with the, with the Steelers, right? I'm, I'm reminded of the story in which, um, and this is this is unfortunate of what has transpired in the past. I, I didn't grow up in this, but the kids of this new generation has. Where he said his kids came home and they brought in these, you know, eighth place trophies or thanks for participating yeah. <laughs> trophies, and he broke them. And he was like, "No, we 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 about winning in this house. It ain't about no participation. Bring home." a victory or a championship trophy. We don't want to hear that mess about yeah. you participating. Go out there and get a win, you know? <laughs> and people gave him, you know, oh, you know, yeah. went off on him about that. And I thought that was the craziest thing because I have those same sentiments. I mean, you know, more power to you. And however, I think that just breeds mediocrity. I think it totally breeds mediocrity. So I, you know, I come from that, that, you know, family of, you know, go out there and earn the victory. You know what I mean? My dad, my dad used to put me out there when I was, you know, 10, 11, let me get beat up, took me to the base gym and, and said, Hey, these are men out here compete. You know, I had to fight. I had to scrap. you know, they were like, the only thing my dad fought for me on in that whole, that whole scenario was, you know, guys were saying, well, he ain't playing. Yes, he is. You know, type (laughs) of thing. That was, that was the biggest fight of that whole thing. And when they saw that, you know, Hey, this little man is out here, battling a little bit you know that helped me to become who I was and the player that type I was whether it be football baseball basketball that mentality of fight you know what I mean you know you go have to scrap get beat up and that's that's what I think has has happened to some of our kids of the new generation they don't want to compete they just want to go where it's easy yeah, and and that that's you know it's just kind of interesting, and the transfer portal's going to kind of open that up. It's it's an adjustment I think we're all going to have to to make. But like you said, you can't get too far. I mean, I think that people are going to separate, um, you know, from maybe I don't want to say parenting styles or or you know kind of the the competition uh, level that they they grow up in. Is it really takes away? I mean, if you get a, a, a trophy for eighth place and the somebody else gets a trophy for first place. And it's the same size trophy. Then what difference does it make? It really takes away from the struggle that you want to get that trophy, right? I mean, you you got to dream that. And if you never get it, so be it. That's 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 you know, that's only supposed to go. That's why it's special. It's only supposed to go to the top of that league or whatever. So, um, you know, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, we'll we'll see a change of that. But I don't think this trans- you either got to get better or make those around you better. Yeah, you know, what I mean, that's where it really comes down to, right? You've got to get better or make everybody in that room become better. You know, and that's what comp- competition really does. It makes you, I, I, I mean, I could talk to every Husker in this room, um, in that room, on the phone from Cluster Johnson, Vershawn, um, you know, Terrence Bat. And we can go down a list of everybody and, and they would say it was the competition for the spot that made them better. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't that Grant Wistrom was given the defense or Jared Thomas 
No, they came in and they had to compete. And Dante Jones was looking up like, shoot, I got to get better if I want to get on the field. <laughs> that's what breeds, I think, the best of anybody out there. And that's why Kentucky had been so successful, right? It wasn't that they just got one and done. It isn't that when you go to Alabama, you know what I mean? You go to Alabama and you look up and you're just like, uh, Nick Saban's like, hey, we promised this to you. Shoot, they come in there and they're like, I better win a job or I'm not going to be getting out on that field. That's the that's why they're they're successful, man. Period. Yeah, it's fun listening to VJ talk about his uh, his scout team days and all the the future NFL players that were on there that would that would kind of help each other grow up and grow along and and certainly that sort of thing probably going on in Alabama right now and it'd be great if if Nebraska can finally get back to that. But uh, like I said, I mean, it, and it's kind of sad. I think that 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 like you're saying that mentality is hurting kids now because I think the transfer portal is 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 it has a lot I mean as far as player mobility and all that in 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 you know opportunity to make money it's what we've been waiting for a long time so it's very cool um but the sad part is I think I think it's well over 50% I don't know where where they're at but mo- most guys it seems like that hit the portal aren't getting the response that they expected, um, aren't, get, aren't finding a landing spot in many cases, so they're just kind of giving up a lifetime opportunity and a scholarship um, just to see if the grass is greener somewhere else and nobody gives them a call. Uh, that probably partially comes from being brought up, like you said, where just being believed that, that they're, they're, they're so on top, they've always been great, and, 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 and maybe if you're a four-star player in high school, uh, it's hard to come down from that, right? You believe, you've been told that whole time that you're you're the man. You're going to be great at the next level, and then so when the but it's it's just hurting. It's sad to see that these a lot of these kids are are leaving their situations, not fighting to get better as juniors and seniors, uh, getting uh, impatient, and then believing that they're just going to get all these offers from the portal, and they and some of them don't end up landing anywhere. One final point before we go to break. This right here is that one of one of the instances of that is that the COVID situation has basically put everything kind of one year behind. So you have a group of older classmen that are now filling spaces and voids as well that is creating a log jam in these specific uh, spaces. So when you're coming in, you're coming into a log jam of what's left, what's coming, and there's just nowhere else to go. So you, you might as well stick it and stay it because that's probably going to be the transition for the next three to four years still. That's still going to have to wane out, right? So that that is another piece to that puzzle. Yeah, and we'll get into some more Husker football talk here in a little bit, but we did want to jump to basketball. Like we said, Bruce Chubbuck going to join the show at 525. Uh, But coming up next, uh, we'll tell you why the Memphis Grizzlies of all franchises should be uh, one that Nebraska basketball looks to for inspiration. Uh, We'll talk about that next here on On the Block on 93.7 The Ticket. 